Welcome to the Whiskey and Lemon Podcast. I am Lana Mercedes. Let's jump right into episode 14. How many times have you sat listening to a friend talk and when it came time to give your feedback, you struggled to get your words in place because you had no idea what they just said? Too many times to recall, I'm sure. Those of you who really have a mind racing a mile a minute probably won't even make it through this episode. Why? Because you just have too much clutter in your brain at the moment. It is in your best interest to eliminate that clutter until it needs your attention. There is no point in agreeing to go out for those drinks if you're going to have your face in your phone all night. You are essentially wasting your money and your friend's time. A great way to stay consistent in your work and passionate about your goals is to stay in the moment. Make sure that you are giving every engagement your full attention. Don't you think it would be more beneficial to focus on a dinner with a friend and then responding to an email later when you can give that the full attention it requires? Or is it better to slightly focus on a conversation and try to send an email at the same time? with the risk of offending someone and then realizing later that your email was riddled with mistakes. I think not. Letting your brain get away from work and focusing on your personal life is exactly what you actually need to get creative juices flowing. When you are associating with positive and supportive people is when you will leave that encounter inspired and energized. I am definitely not recommending that you throw back a crazy amount of alcohol whenever you're zoning out of a conversation, but according to Jonathan Schooler, a psychologist at UC Santa Barbara, if you're grabbing a drink with someone, it could actually play in your favor. In his mind-wandering experiment, he found that inebriated individuals zoned out at half the rate of sober individuals because they are less aware of their own mind. Now, I'm not saying that this will work for you, but maybe the next time you're out for the night and struggling to focus on a conversation, you can try sipping on that whiskey and lemon a bit to see if it helps. Don't forget to have a designated driver. Cell phones definitely have our anxieties chasing after us. They are a blessing and a curse. Sure, you're able to work from your phone if you get to a computer at the moment, but they have us working around the clock and oftentimes without us even realizing it. Even for entrepreneurs, you must have boundaries. Next time you're supposed to be enjoying personal time, make a conscious effort to make eye contact. Ask questions, and I'm sure you'll roll your eyes at this one, but try putting your phone on airplane mode. In this episode, I want to discuss how you can balance being present in the moment while still planning for the future. For me, I have to leave those moments knowing that something was accomplished. If it's business, I want it to end with a problem solved or a new idea conceptualized. If it's my personal life, I just want there to be enjoyment. If I can walk away from every interaction having learned something, mission accomplished. I think the single most important thing in staying present is knowing the difference between planning for the future versus worrying about it. Great example, say you're planning an outdoor party in October. It's a beautiful time of year, leaves are changing colors, it's warm with slight breeze, the weather starts getting a little muggy and you get worried that it can rain on the day of your event. You start letting this worry consume your mind. This takes us out of the present moment and takes us somewhere else. Not only focusing on something that has yet to occur, but in a state of panic about something we don't even have control over. The correct way to handle the situation would be to eliminate the worry and plan. Plan what you would do if it did rain on the day of your event. Once you work out this plan, your mind is free of worry and clear to live in the moment and whatever it is that you're doing. If you can be proactive about what could go wrong instead of being reactive to your anxieties, being present in the moment only gets easier. Here are some of the things that I think about when I plan for the future. My goals for my health, family, relationships, spirituality, and finances. I think about the things I am passionate about. 
what things challenge me, who I admire and why, what things make me happy and what things bring me down so I can adjust and live life accordingly. I focus on how hard I'm willing to work to get what I want, what my biggest accomplishments are, who and what I can and cannot live without. When thinking about my future, I make a conscious effort to invest my time into things that add value to my life instead of things that take away from it. I stay optimistic but still plan, not worry, for situations that may not go as planned. You know that quote, happiness is a journey, not a destination? I live by that. Everyone should. I sat down and made a list of the 10 things that I do to practice living in the present, and here they are. Number one, be intentional. So if you've been listening to this podcast and have at least heard my solo episodes, you know where I'm going with this. When I say be intentional, I mean be proactive. Have purpose in your actions. Have a goal to ask more statements and ask less open-ended questions. The popular example I like to give is telling someone, I'd love to have dinner with you tomorrow night versus what are you doing tomorrow night? By doing this, you are skipping the fluff. Make your intentions clear and get right to the point. Make your intentions known. Practice being more proactive and less reactive. Being intentional means to be purposeful in your words and in your actions. It means that you are thoughtful in your choices and your ways. It means that you live a life that you feel is full and meaningful. Being intentional means that you live in the present and that you actively engage in your life. You set goals every morning and ask yourself, how are you going to make it a great day? You reflect every night. You decide what you can learn from the day and how you will make tomorrow better. You ask instead of assume. You respond instead of react. You consider instead of expect. You accept instead of resist. You embrace instead of fear. You love instead of hate. When you live intentionally, you do things in life that are important to you, even when they are not easy. Instead of just speaking, you listen. You not only listen, but you listen to understand and not just to respond. Being intentional means that you are open to personal growth, that you are open to other ways of thinking. It means that when you ask for advice, you are open to taking it, whether you actually do or not. Meaning you're open to hearing this advice, seeing the perspective of it, and at least exploring that option mentally before making a decision. Intentional living helps you set a course of life, helps you make time for the important things in it. Here are some ways in which you can live life intentionally. Number one, know yourself. What is important to you? What do you love to do? What people do you care about? What inspires you? Who inspires you? What makes you happy? What are you afraid of? What are you hopeful for? Number two, embrace imperfection. Always accept personal growth. Always be willing to improve, but don't expect yourself or anyone else to be perfect. Know that things take time. Don't have such high expectations of others and such low ones of yourself. Number three, utilize your resources. It's normal to feel like there is no good solution to a problem, but after you let yourself feel that, snap out of it. Widen your perspective. Consider all the possible choices from bad to good, pros and cons. There are always good solutions to problems. You just have to be confident in that. 
Which brings me to a very important point with number four. Do not give into anxieties. Let's be real. None of us have it together. And in this pandemic, let's just be proud that we're surviving. We all have areas we can do better in and situations that we wish were better within ourselves, our circumstances, and just in the world in general. It is definitely easier said than done, but one of the most important ways that you can live intentionally is to be confidently proactive. Spend less time stressing over your anxieties and spend more time bringing a positive alternative into fruition. Number five, simplify your life. Lose bad habits, attitudes, and behaviors. Create more black and white situations in your life versus the gray ones. Embrace life fully and lose things that cloud your vision of a purposeful life. Know the difference between life fulfillment and life decoration. It is okay to be adventurous and have nice things, but know that material things are life decorations and that things like love, health, and compassion are fulfillments. Rid yourself of what takes away from your life and let what brings real value to your life prevail. Number six, forgive. If you cannot forgive yourself, you cannot move forward. Forgive others. Resentment does nothing but provide you with a heavy heart and will only hold you back in life. Take a deep breath. Let go and move on. Number seven, be present. If you're not going to live in the moment, why are you engaging in that activity? Why have dinner if you're not going to be focused on it? Why initiate a face-to-face conversation with someone and then be engulfed in text messages? Life is not lived when you graduate college, when you buy the car you always wanted, when you fall in love. Life is lived right now, in this moment, right now, while you're listening to this. Enjoy each moment, not fixated on what has happened in the past or what will happen in the future, but what is happening today, right now. Of course, you want to cherish memories and plan for the future, but do not let them weigh on you as an anxiety. With that, seize the moment. If you want something, be intentional and go for it. Do not put yourself in a panic on what the outcome will be because the future is unpredictable. Every experience provides just that, an experience. Number eight, stop comparing yourself. There's nothing wrong with a little healthy competition. However, do not focus on so much on beating someone else that you lose sight of the actual goal. It does not matter what anyone else is doing, where they are, how successful they are, what they have, or what they look like. It does not matter what anyone else thinks of you. What matters is what you are doing and what you think of yourself. Do things to impress yourself. Do not focus on comparing yourself to others. Live your life to make yourself happy. If you live your life to make others happy, you will never be happy. Number nine, seek happiness. The best life is the life you live today. Live today and again tomorrow as best as you possibly can. Keep trying, keep learning, keep loving, keep living. Be intentional. The second way in which I practice living life presently is by utilizing my creative outlet. According to Albert Einstein, imagination is everything. It is the preview of life's coming attractions. Do you agree? I mean, after all, the man was a genius. I wrote an article dedicated to us allowing ourselves to think outside of our element, to not allow ourselves to be so comfortable. You have to always stay on your toes, allow yourself to be motivated, and stay motivated. Do these things to open your mind and, dare I say, think outside of the box. 
No, no, I don't say. For those of you that know me, you won't be surprised. Don't just think outside of the box. Realize there is no box. What in the world am I talking about? The box? Think outside of it? What? It's that thing that everybody says to keep your ideas restricted, so you want to think outside of it. But then you have this space outside of the box that we've created for ourselves, full of assumptions and expectations. We become so determined to think outside of the box, we're actually more focused on rebelling from it than actually letting our minds think clearly from it. What we need to do is realize that there is no actual box and all of that nonsense is only allowing us and others to get in the way of our genius. Deep, I know. So with that being said, do things to clear your head. Do not allow yourself to be in a situation where you look back and wonder, what could have been because you got in your own way? Think freely, think clearly. Allow your thoughts, ideas, creativity, and opportunities to come into fruition. Are you utilizing your creative outlet? Everyone has some creative expression, Having an artsy or playful side helps to alleviate feelings of frustration, anger, depression, and anxiety because of the natural healing advantage creative outlets have on our overall well-being. This has a lot to do with feel-good neurotransmitters that our brain releases when participating in such activities. Most of us engage our critical thinking side all day long, but studies have shown that creative outlets promote the development of new neurons because different parts of the brain are being nurtured. The third way I live life presently is adopting the say less, observe more mindset. Now, anyone that is close to me knows that I can struggle with this one because I can easily start telling a story and just end up rambling. My family and friends that are similar can definitely relate and we find connection through this, but some others, maybe not so much. The main goal of this one is to observe more. Even if you catch yourself rambling sometimes, listen, but also observe. Read body language, focus on the things around you. Again, listen to understand and not to respond. Take in that information and reflect on it. Even if you have a hard time reflecting deeply in the midst of a conversation, take that information with you. Sometimes you have to process it alone and come back with the response that best reflects your feelings on the topic. Number four, adopt an attitude of gratitude. I'm not going to expound on this one, but I did cover it in the last episode, so if you missed that, please go back and listen. Number five, enjoy the journey. Maya Angelou said, love life, engage in it, give it all you've got. Love it with a passion because life truly does give back, many times over, what you put into it. Here are five reasons why enjoying the journey is important. Number one, it is habit building. Making a conscious effort to understand and enjoy the process makes it that much easier and desirable to do. When you enjoy an act, it makes the habit of doing it that much more natural. Number two, it instills confidence. When you get to a place where you enjoy the process, you are more confident in what you're doing, better at doing it, and oftentimes even more confident in other areas of life. Number three, you're more likely to succeed. Think about this based on the last two points. If you understand something, enjoy it. And if you're confident while you're doing it, chances are you'll be more likely to succeed. It makes you appreciative. This goes for working with others. When you make a conscious effort to enjoy working with someone, it shows your willingness and commitment. It shows your appreciation for their participation and will in turn make the process even more enjoyable. And number five, you will learn patience. By enjoying the journey, you make sense of it along the way. You take an interest in the details, and by doing this, you'll gain perspective and develop patience for the process. Not only will these steps help you to enjoy what you're doing, but it will help you to strengthen those same areas in the process. 
The sixth way in which I live life presently is by celebrating every milestone. What obstacles have you overcome and where are you headed? The answer to that question can make celebrating milestones that much more exciting. Theodore Roosevelt stated, nothing in this world is worth having or worth doing unless it means effort, pain, and difficulty. I have never in my life envied a human being who led an easy life. I have envied a great many people who have led difficult lives and led them well. This quote only motivates me to celebrate milestones in my life more, especially ones that were difficult to achieve. Do we not appreciate the things in our life that we had to struggle to get versus the things that were just handed to us? We feel more satisfaction in a relationship where our obstacles along the way helped us to build a solid foundation. We value that final A grade in that class that we studied and struggled through more than the class we passed without even trying. We treasure relationships that may have overcome a big hurdle and are now stronger. People struggling may feel more accomplished at the end of their healthy eating and exercise than if they just woke up at their goal with no work. Sure, that may be a nice surprise, but it's not an accomplishment based off of physical endurance. By realizing all of the hard times we get through, we will see the effectiveness of it all, the storm before the rainbow. This will help us to find the good in all things. Things that may appear badly to us at first tend to always serve a purpose. After all, this is the short-term goal of all of our hard work, right? If we cannot take time to celebrate the milestones that we put all of our energy into, then what good is it? According to Smart Business, a few things to remember to keep that positive energy flowing is only you can define success yourself. It does not matter if no one else thinks that what you have accomplished is something worth celebrating. Only you can decide whether or not you are proud of what you have achieved, and that is what matters. Always be willing to take risks. The worst that can happen is that you fail. We want to win at everything. It's human nature. But we also don't want to stress ourselves out in fear of failure so much that we so much that we do not enjoy the ride along the way. With trust comes relief, no matter the issue. Allowing yourself to be open and honest in your work and personal life will allow for a lot more happiness. Many times we find ourselves frustrated and hurt and have to realize we only feel things deeply when we're invested. Allowing that open communication can relieve a lot of tension. Another great concept to analyze is no matter what industry you're in, it's how you can treat others that matters. In so many words, do not get so wrapped up in what goal you are trying to attain that you lose sight of the important relationships that you have built that you start to ruin them. Nurture those great relationships because these are the people that you want to celebrate and accomplish these milestones with. Number seven, focus on the details. Take up space where you are. Notice your experiences. Look around at life around you, listen to the sounds, feel the breeze on your face, pay attention to the sensations your body feels, make sure you taste what you eat and drink, experience life deeply instead of just going through the motions. Dial in on the conversations that you're having and go through people's stories as if you're living it with them. Be an empath and experience life with who you are living it with in that moment. Experience life and all that comes along with it. Seek to learn something and lose track of time. Number eight, be kind for no reason. Say good morning, say please, say thank you, apologize. There's nothing more admiring than seeing someone able to humble themselves in the simplest of spaces. Don't wait for someone else to make you feel good before you make them feel good. Just be kind because you can. Being kind is free. We take those simple words for granted. Please, thank you, I'm sorry. 
However, they are very much noticed in their absence. Although it may not seem like much to the one saying it, it means a lot to the person you're saying it to. Please is your short form of, I know this is something you don't have to do. Thank you is your short form of saying that as well, and also, I'm grateful for you doing it. No one owes us anything in life, nor do we necessarily owe anyone anything. But it doesn't mean that we can't just give just because we can. And it certainly warrants appreciation. Complimenting someone just because they may need it, that small gesture could make someone's day. I think of myself as a pretty confident person, but of course, we all have our days of not feeling so great. I was walking to my car and I passed a woman on the street who was standing in front of her house and just kept staring at me as I was approaching. She walked toward me urgently and as we're all living in these crazy times, my instinct was to be on alert. And she yelled out, you are so beautiful. Just those four words. And she instantly made my morning better. She didn't have to say that. She most certainly didn't have to wait for me to pass before even going into her house to do so either. But she chose to be kind for no reason at all. And that gesture was appreciated. Number nine, forgive yourself and others. I'm not asking you to forgive and forget because sometimes you just can't forget. And sometimes you shouldn't because there are certain people that just need to be held at a distance. But holding on to grudges is not good for anyone, especially you. You know the saying, don't let someone live in your head rent-free? This is exactly where it fits. When we try to run from or ignore an issue, we only end up amplifying it and allowing it to consume our minds. So if you can't forgive yourself or others because there are things left undone, address them so that they do not have the ability to hang over your head and take up your thoughts. Number 10, focus on what is in front of you. This goes in line with just being present by focusing on the task at hand, but on an even smaller scale. If you're building a house, don't think I'll live in the moment by working on this room And then I'll also think about what I'm going to do when I get to that other room. Just focus on the room that you're in. If you have lost someone close to you, you don't have to consume your emotions with how you will get on in life without that person. Just take it one moment at a time. Think about what you want for lunch and what good book you will read before bed. Just think about this moment. And slowly but surely, you will find yourself asking the question less. Yes, there will be setbacks. Yes, it will be hard but you will build strength and result by repetition and showing yourself you have the resilience and the capability to do whatever you want and whatever you focus on when it's right in front of you. Next week, we will dive into how we can still plan for the future while living in the present. I hope this information was helpful for you and we'll chat next week. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, please make sure that you subscribe and leave a review. 